God bless you. You're good as your word. You said you were going to squeeze me in. That's what you did. Amen. So good to see you this evening. And I was kind of expecting a much smaller crowd, but less of you would squeeze me less. And so, amen. I trust you've enjoyed the, the weekend and... And we just, we certainly love you with all of our hearts. We're one of those that tunes into your services and I, I certainly enjoy it and, and, uh, we thank you for that opportunity to do that. And, uh, we're a great big bride around the world. Amen. Whether it's a church of five people or two people or 10,000 people, we're, we're a lovely group of people and we love you. And we will spend eternity together. Amen. Amen. Might look a little bit different there, but uh, we're going to spend eternity together. And I'm certainly thrilled that my wife has been able to be with me on this trip. And it was literally the the day before flying. We, I, I just, my children said, you need to go with Dad. And I had planned to go come by myself. And she called United. And she got one of the, an incredible agent, and they put her beside of me. You talk about impossibilities. They put her beside of me on the whole trip, and so I'm glad that I think there's going to be another trip, Sister Connie. You're going to be beside of me on. That's for eternity, and so we thank the Lord for that. Amen. I certainly enjoyed this morning, and I, if I took liberties that you think I shouldn't have taken, I. I'm just glad you're not the boss. <laughs> Amen. So we certainly love you with all of our hearts. I certainly enjoyed your New Year's service and the testimony. And we so thank the, for each words that was said there. And Amen. Amen. I'm just trying to catch my breath. That's all I'm doing. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Are you come expecting tonight? Isn't it good to us? Amen. In our Christian walk, sometimes we go through some real battles. And we have some real difficult times. And sometimes you watch a minister walk to the pulpit and you think, well, it's just another sermon. And you don't realize really what's going on in the background. And I've came to these meetings with courage on my heart and I want to finish it with that. And I want to just stand here tonight and give the devil a real black eye. And uh, and I got a feeling I've got a lot of friends in this congregation that's ready to go to battle as well. So, so here's what I want to ask you. I want you to help me tonight. You helped me really nicely this morning. Sometimes after dinner you kind of get weary and tired, but I want you to help me tonight. And I want you to pull, Amen. And I want you to charge, Amen. God bless you. I want to speak this evening on take it back. Amen. For two months I knew this is where we were going to end up. And so here we are. First Samuel chapter 30 and verse 1. Amen. 
love to hear those leaves flipping. Amen. God bless you. Before we read it, I, I want to just ask you, you have a need tonight and you've come with expectation. I want, I want you to just take it before the Lord right now and take it to your heart. I say, God, this is my night. This is my night. May this service change my life. Almighty God, this has been a very supernatural day. Lord, and you can, we sense your presence very near and aware of you here. Lord, I'm honored to stand here one more time. I pray that you would anoint my lips and anoint your thoughts. The weariness of my own being, I pray that you would strengthen me just now. Lord, may you bless this congregation. May you just supernaturally come among us in a very mighty way. Now, Lord, for some of us, we've came like the woman that was going to a meeting. And she left with a revelation in his heart, in her heart. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I don't need a private interview. I don't even need him to speak to me. But if I can touch her, you know, I'll walk away different. Lord, that little girl that just stepped out from the shadows of of people and kissed the prophet's pocket. We don't know her name. We don't know a whole lot. But she would find herself on a prayer line. And you would remember her. Georgia Carter laid in that bed for years. Years. Reading that book, a revelation come in her heart. It's my promise. Oh God, may we tonight grab a hold of the lapels of the prophet of God. That little girl in Memphis grabbed the lapels of the prophet and refused to turn loose. So, Lord, I make an announcement tonight, Father. Like Jacob did that angel. I'm not turning you loose. Till you bless me. Oh, God, we come with expectation and even desperation in our hearts. God, may you come. And may you do a work this evening. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen, and amen, amen. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag, on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziglag, and smitten Ziglag, and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captives that were therein, they slew not any, neither great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. 
And David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until there was no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken away. Ahinam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him because of the soul of all of the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. I want to really hone in on these next words. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. This is quite a scene. David had been away at battle. David had had some incredible victories to which that all of us could dance and shout to. David had a faithful group of people that was around him. These people were watching him as he was ascending to the throne and doing great things. And he was a great king and he had great men around him that were very close to him and intertwined with his life. And and now they had built houses around him and their homes had been inhabited and, and they each one kind of had their own environment, but they would leave from that place and go away to war and fight the war because God was with them. They would fight the war and they would come back and they would fight the war and they would come back and they would fight the war. You know, we all fight different kinds of enemies. The enemy will keep throwing different baits at you to see if you'll actually go after one of them. And he'll fight you in different angles. And our prophet taught us as ministers, he kind of put us out front. He said, as ministers, we'll fight popularity, the love of money or, or women. Or he'll, he'll throw different baits. If one won't work, he'll throw another bait. If one won't work, he'll throw another bait. We have an enemy that is constantly at us and he's constantly trying to get us. And he's not respectful of even who we are. And he's constantly bombarding us and doing different kinds of things with us. But the scripture give us a promise that we would be overcomers. Not in ourself or in our abilities or any, anything that we have done, but through Him. Through Him we're overcomers. And David comes home today and you can imagine on his way home, you can read the, the previous chapters of David has been at war. David has been there. They're making their way back home. There's been alliances that have been broken. They're making their way back home. You know, there's just something about going home. There's something about going home. There's no place like home. For a salmon, there's no place like home. I'm going home. If it takes me 7,000 miles of swimming, I'm going home. For an eagle, it's birthplace, it's going home. A horse, if you've ever been, I, I was raised with horses, and you could ride him all day long, but let him head, put his head toward the barn, he's gone. Just no place like home. 
after preaching meetings and, 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 and going and being away for maybe weeks and you're, you're just, now the last meeting is over with and maybe they want to show you around a bit and you know, just, your wife hasn't been with you, you just won't go. Just not, nothing like, I'm, I'm talking to you, now I'm reading your mind. <clears throat> and there's just no place like home. Best amen in the building sitting right here beside of me right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, and as David is going home, all of his men are under the anticipation. And being a, uh, being a psalmist, they, they're no doubt singing and they're rejoicing. They've got the victory. You know, when you've got the victory, you know, everybody's got the victory and everybody's happy and everybody's patting everybody on the back and everybody's rejoicing and, you know, and they come across the last hill. There's their home. I can't imagine the scene that they begin to see. Homes are burned. Smoke is going. Destruction is in everywhere. And nobody has a house standing. Not even the great David himself. Wives are gone. Children are gone. Animals are gone. Nothing but rubble of a home. You see, we fight different enemies. One's a Philistine. He'll stand right out in front of you and make an incredible boast and say, take me on. The other's an Amalekite. He'll come in behind you secretly. He'll work behind you and he'll come in and he'll take your family. He'll take your children. He'll take your possessions. And you find yourself literally standing there. Literally destroyed in your mind of what can you do. No feeling like losing at all. There's just no feeling like losing at all. Brother Joe Green's sister, Betty, just lost her son today as I preached this morning. She lost her husband three weeks ago. Lost her son this today. Boy in his forties. I just hugged him in front of his father's casket only just a, just a three weeks ago. Hugged him and put my arms around him. And he said, I want to come back. I want to come back to God. I want to come back to God. And just stood there with him and just spoke a few words of encouragement and prayed with him. And he's gone this morning. She senses the feel of loss. Job felt the sense of loss, of losing it all. Some of us think we've had some difficult days, but none of us ever had a day like Job had. Job was there as an example. You see, Brother Random said God had confidence in Job. None of us gets a notice that you're getting ready to go through a trial. You don't get a, a CD in the mail or something in the mail that tells you that 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 you're you're you've been testified in heaven, and God brought before you Himself the uh, the devil himself, and had a testimony about you. Many times David didn't see this coming. He didn't see it coming that his home would be destroyed, his wife and his children would be gone. But now as a leader. He has to look around at all of the men that have fought with him. And their home is gone. And their children are gone. 
and their possessions are gone. His right-hand men, men under them, and they're standing, and their heart is dropped out the bottom. You know, some of those times where your heart just drops out the bottom. Have you ever come to a spot to where that you go, I give up. I don't know what to do next. I'm literally destroyed. What can I do? And David looks at all of his men. As a leader, he's responsible for the happenings. This wouldn't have happened to them if it hadn't have been for me. This enemy was after me. So it's sorrow multiply. You know, it's in a battle like this and that we come to times that we look at, we go through some things. Seem like almost every week you go through a, a, an attack, an attack, and an attack, and an attack. Paul calls it buffeting. And he just buffets, and he buffets, and he buffets. You know what I mean? And he's buffeting you, and he's trying to wear you down, and you wear you down. And just like the prophet standing there over top of his baby... And he too even thought about giving up. And he said, just when I thought about giving up, he came. He came. And David was standing there and, and now the people begin to murmur and they begin to, they begin to, let me just say, sometimes, let me just preach it how I feel like preaching it. Sometimes because of your humanity problems, you want to blame the preacher. Because of your failure, the enemy will turn the target on your source of strength and try to crucify the source of strength. And he's so bombarded you. He's taken your home and he's taken so many things. Now, instead of falling to your knees and saying, God... You had confidence in me that I could go through this situation. Now, God, I'm going to need your strength like never before. The Scripture said that these men that loved David, that would have died for David, their comrades died, and they fought. They left their homes, and now the enemies turned them. He's turned them on the refuge himself. The reason of being, he's turned them on the message of the hour I'm going to preach to you. There they stand. Now wanting to stone the man that they followed. The man that they've held the banner for. The man that's been the leader. They know that he's going to the throne. Because God said so. And God ain't in the business of starting something and then quitting something. Are you with me? We're going to make a rapture. You keep your eyes on the focus. There's a resurrection that's laying right in front of us. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the chaos of governments is doing. We've got a promise. 
We got a promise. We're going toward the throne. We're going to rule and reign. Picked up their stones. David could have went and jumped off of a cliff. But he didn't. David could have said, go ahead and throw the stones. I'm worthy for the stones to be thrown. David could have said, maybe you're right. But David did... What we all got to do sometimes, encourage yourself. Come on now. Sometimes you just got to stop when the enemy's coming in like a flood and he's trying to destroy your life. You got to stop and recognize the trick of the devil. And realize you're not running on another man's energies. You're not running on another man's mandate. I'm running on a purpose that God put inside of my heart. And there's nothing going to stop me. There's not a devil in hell. Can't touch a hair of your head until he's got permission from God. So why I'm going through this trial, he must have got permission. So I'm going to encourage myself in this trial. I'm going to encourage myself in this moment. Amen. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm like Brother Tom. Brother Tom says, I'm going to slow down. And on the other end of that camera, I go, try that a little while, Tom. <laughs> so sometimes you've got to go back to your old sermons. Sometimes you've got to go back to the old notes. Sometimes you gotta go back to previous things that God's told you to write a song about. That's why I was going that way. You gotta go back to when you were spending time with God and He gave you a line and He gave you a bath. While you're kicking around the ashes. While you're kicking over the gravels. While you're standing in that spot. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. So let's just encourage ourselves just for a few moments. You, you mind being the, your captive audience? David writes under the inspiration of God. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. And I cried unto my God. And He heard my voice out of His temple. And my cry came before me, even into His ears. David recognized God's hearing my prayer. While the enemy was whispering in his ear, no doubt, like he does you. God's not listening. He said, God's hearing my prayers. It's even going in his ears. He gave me access. That's something you ought to thank God. He gave you access. 
as His bride, you've got access to whisper in His ears. So maybe we ought to just stop and say, what am I whining about to start off with? What am I worried about to start off with? What am I crying about to start off with? If God is on my side. Are you listening to me tonight? If God is on my side. If God is on my side. Not if so and so is on my side. I could care less about that. If God is on my side. Oh, I fight the battle if this one's on. Let me just say this to you. It's me and Jesus. Let me say it correctly. It's Jesus and me. Hallelujah. Under thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. I will bless the Lord at all times. I can imagine as David is walking the circumference of his house. And he's starting to sing. I will bless the Lord. At all times. And somebody else was watching and going, I believe he's got something there. I believe if David's got to do it, I'm going to do it for a little while. And another one's saying, And I will bless the Lord. Because when the leader has to raise his hands, even when he don't feel like it, I will bless the Lord. And I hear the echo, I will bless the Lord. And it goes all down the line. And they begin to sing, I will bless the Lord. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. Forty and one, I, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. And he brought me out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay and set my, my feet upon a rock and established my going. 42 and 11. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise Him who is the health of my countenance and my God. 56, He says, Be, be merciful unto me, O God. For man would swallow me up. He fighting me daily oppresses me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up. For they had be many that fight against me. O Thou Most High, what time I am afraid, I will trust in Thee. Let's not leave out the rapture chapter. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I think sometimes you ought to say that with attitude. Could you say it with me? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Let's just say it, Brother Allen. Of whom shall I be afraid? 
Of whom shall I be afraid? Brother Bram said that devil was so big and I just kept calling boo devil, boo devil, boo devil. You see, these are songs. That's why we come into church and we begin to sing. Well, Brother Ron, singing just don't get to me. You don't understand the real deal here. Singing causes you to start testifying in song. And that song begins to sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, what singing, oh, what glory when the redeemed are gathering in. And you're, you're, from your bosom you begin to sing and testify. And it goes beyond your feelings and your emotions and everything. And you have fought the enemy all week long. And you begin to sing, standing on the ashes. When the wicked and my, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble, God knows there's going to be trouble. Because of Adam's curse, you're born of woman. And it's few days and full of trouble. But God said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. Sure, the world has trouble. Sure, they have situations. Sure, they have this great despair. But there's a great difference between you and them. You've got God on your side. He's the greatest doctor. He's the greatest lawyer. He's the greatest real estate agent. He's the greatest psychologist. Hallelujah. There is no problem that you come into in your life that God is not bigger than that problem. He's ten million, billion, trillion times bigger than all the gates of hell. Michael, you might want to learn from somebody else besides me. I scream, I holler, I sweat, I perspire. But I hope that I shake the kingdom of hell. One amener. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the sacred, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me and he shall lift, he shall set me up on a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up about, about, um, around my enemies, round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. O Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Verse 4, thou hast been my strength to the poor, strength to the needy in stress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, a blast of the terrible ones in a, as, as a storm against the wall. Isaiah 43 and 1, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. 
That's all you got to say. He has redeemed me. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they will not overtake thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I stand as a testimony. I'm still here. Hallelujah. The scripture says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Second Corinthians 4, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. He's writing this from a dungeon. He's writing this from a dungeon. Brother Ron, you don't know my problems. I like to have about three hours. Let's just talk to Paul in the bottom of a pit, chained to a soldier, and he's still getting anointed to write the Word of God. He don't have an iPad in his hand. He don't have coffee in in his coffee maker. He's eating with the rats. His body is deteriorating away. We are troubled on every side. Get not distressed. Down in hell somewhere or another, they're having a meeting. So what can we do to the God of shaking? I put everything against him. Don't assign me to Paul. Could you say that about yourself? I asked a brother the other day, I, I said, you know, sometimes you just like to know. But I'd like to know how many devils it scares when they call my name. What do they think of me in hell? What do they think? You know, names have, have incredible stories that goes along with them. David has books that's written about him. But it doesn't, doesn't matter, small or great, Shamgar has one scripture. I don't even need my name called. Are you with me now? Listen, when you roll over in the morning and bat them brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes, whatever hazel eyes that you've got, I would like for the torment of hell to say he's awake and he's going to cause trouble today. Listen, if you can ever get away from the old poor pitiful me and all the trouble that's going, let's go into the year with courage. And I'm not talking about courage that's in your energies because that'll run out after a while. I'm talking about courage of God. That every time you get into trial, it runs you right back to God. It runs you. You keep the strength. This is the greatest protein bar you'll ever eat. We are perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life of Jesus might abound to the manifest of the, of, of our, in our body. He said, for we which are live are always delivered unto death for Jesus sake that our life also of Jesus might be manifest, made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith. Of course, as, according as it is written, 
I believed. And therefore have I spoken. We also believe. And therefore speak. Let's just go ahead and make the devil pass out here for a minute. Brother Ron, don't you know that we're... Don't you know that we're quieter people? We're not noisy like you are. We come from the quieter part of heaven. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you just need to let the devil know whose side you own. Now, let, let me just share with you, when you start to get the victory, it's going to make you get a little bit happy. I walked out of the hotel and the Seahawks was winning. That might not mean nothing to none of you, but i got a feeling it does. And as I walked out of the hotel, they were screaming. They were jumping. They were dancing. I can't describe what all they were doing. But they were happy. Because they won a victory. (laughs) That's football. (laughs) For all the angels that are in the building, that's football. (laughs) Don't act like that to me. I know you. I know you. I see your Facebook. I see your Instagram. <laughs> so when we come to church, we sit down and get quiet. And an amen is a victory. <laughs> to raise our hands is Grace over arthritis. What you need is to start kicking some ashes. We're going to get through this. Laodicea is not going to last for so long. We're going to be walking on streets of gold. We're going to be in a millennium. In a few days, I'm going to see my mama. I'm going to see my father-in-law. I'm going to see my loved ones. And I'm going to look down like Brother Jewel sings. My hands are new. My feet are new. I know you're emotional, so I'm just going to help you. The Scripture says in Psalms 150, the writer of the man that was on the ashes... That was kicking the rocks around where his wife was gone, his two wives and his children was gone. The same writer that encouraged himself in the Lord. I'm not going to be long. But he encouraged himself in the Lord. These are the things that he wrote. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the ferment of his power. Praise him for his mighty action. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. 
Praise Him with the sound of a town, of a trumpet. And praise Him with the sorcery of a harp. Praise Him with the temple and a dance. Praise Him with the strings, instruments, organs. Praise Him with loud sounding cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbals. It does not sound like a quiet church. Let everything that hath breath. Let everything that hath breath. Now I want to tell you, I give you every right in the world to sit dead still tonight if you're dead. If you're dead, like an old tree that the leaves have gone because of the pommel worm and the canker worm, and you're not restored and you're just sitting there and you haven't got the joy of God, just go ahead and sit there, but you don't have to. You don't have to stay dead. Take courage. Encourage yourself. Hallelujah. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. It's more than a good sign to go in your refrigerator. It ought to be the anthem in your home. As for me and my house. As for me and my house. Me and my house. Hallelujah. Serve the Lord. Brother Ron, you read church order? Yep. But you came too late. You see, I've been in this message since 1961. Babied in this message. And the same prophet that you and I have would come to the end of a lot of services and he had a habit of doing this, taking his coat off and start swinging like this right here. Then we'd go out in the street and start doing that. So he wasn't real quiet. I like it, don't you? Ain't that right? You know the stories. You know them. You know them. Boo devil, we know them too. Let everything that hath breath. Praise the Lord. My father-in-law was preaching a funeral. Some of you met. Sister Linda, you met my father-in-law. Your daddy loved him. He was original. He preached the first time that Brother Homer met Brother Bisco was at Brother Billy Andrews' funeral. They shared it. Brother Homer preached on a living God. And he preached it. And Brother Bisco preached on our, our inheritance. Still remember, I remember sermons. You preached on love in Switzerland because you was in love. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. Forgive me, it's the last night. Sister Connie's going, oh God, let him finish quickly. We had a funeral and Brother Homer, it was a, some of the family members had a, had a denominational speaker that was going to be a part of it and he called Brother Homer. He said, now Brother Homer, some of the family, you know, they don't want you to get too excited. He said, well, what do you mean? He thought, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say, well, what do you mean? He said, you know, they want you to be kind of quiet. He said, oh, okay. Okay. Well, he said, you go first and show me. <laughs> Old guys should not be rookies. So he got up and he said his little deal. He finished up. Brother Homer started. He was nice. He was a gentleman. He said, you know, I was asked by this pastor to be quiet. I was asked by him to behave myself and not get excited. And I'm going to do my best to behave. But when I get to thinking about what Jesus did for this bootlegger's son... That had to be got out of jail. And I was constantly in fights. And, and I didn't want to serve the God. But now, now God's raised me up. And he just began to go on and on. Yeah, he got a little bit excited. Sometimes I think that we get all formal. Because we forgot where we come from. That's just a warning for the next little bit here. <laughs> Psalms 100. You know, you ought to, have, ought to have at least a couple different, you know, a couple different scriptures to verify. We got to get David encouraged. While we're getting David encouraged, we're getting the whole congregation encouraged. And while I'm getting them encouraged, I'm going to encourage you. I'm at your house. I'm kicking the ashes with you. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before His presence with singing. Know ye that He, the Lord, He is God. And it is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and sheep of His pasture. Enter the gates with thanksgiving into the courts with praise and be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good and His mercy is everlasting and His truth endureth to all generations. Psalms 149 said, Praise you the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. And His praise, His congregation of saints, let Israel rejoice in Him that made Him. Let the children of Zion be joyful unto their King. Let them praise His name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with a temple and a harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in His people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud with their up on their beds. Let the high praises be to, of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. 
Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. I feel like that mouth coming out of that wine bottle about right now. Where's the cat? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with love and kindness. And tender mercies. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. So that thy youth is renewed like an eagle. Well brother Ron that was to David. Well let me just read something to you. And I saw a new heaven. (laughs) And a new earth. For the first earth was passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. Oh, brother Ron, brother Roy! Oh, they say I'm gonna I'm gonna shout on streets of gold. What about right now? <sighs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Your friends can do their dance. They can break their legs. They can do summer sauce. And then the devil will tell you not to get happy? Wrong. They'll stand in sub-zero weather. I'm sorry, it just happened to be you. And say, I'm having a good time when their team loses. I'm still having a good time. Then how can we come to church of the living God? And I don't care whether it's a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Monday on your job. You feel that depression spirit coming around. I'm preaching to you now. You feel it coming around trying to destroy your day. Why don't you just stop? Stop and encourage yourself, Ella. When the devil is whispering in your ear, you'll never get no better. You're only going to regress as age comes on. Why don't you just stop? Hallelujah! It's my turn. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to overcome. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to overcome. He's with me. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) 
He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid. For the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor the destruction that waiteth at noonday. I'm sorry, Brother Murphy. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine hand shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy sire habitation. There shall no evil befall thee. Now the she and the plague come, plague come now thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. For they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the, uh, the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou travel under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Job said, hold your peace. Let me alone, that I may speak. I think that's what we ought to do sometimes. Critic, you need to just shut up. Devil, be quiet. Be quiet. Let me talk for a little bit. You're welcome to quit. Make me quit anytime you want to. <laughs> it's about to get good here. Wherefore do I take my flesh in my in my teeth and put my life in thine hand? Notice these words. Though he slay me. Though he slay me. I want you to say it. Though he slay me. Do you really mean it? Because I'm sure we got the enemy here. So let's go ahead and give him a rough time. Let's just make him pass out. Though he slay me. Yet I'm going to trust him. Won't you just go ahead and make that declaration? Let's just take a time out. Won't you just go ahead? Though he slay me, yet I'm going to trust him. You've been told you're an invincible army, that you're a super race, a super church, a super bride. 
that you're part of the God race. You might as well start talking about that yourself. It ain't what you think about yourself. That's what God told you in this message. And God just wasn't whistling Dixie when He told you those things. That's what God thought of. And God's Word is eternal. It's infinite. He's never made a mistake. He pre-planned you before the foundation of the world. He didn't bring you this far to leave you in the middle of the stream. We're His people. We are His people. My name's on the book. And there's not a devil in hell can take it off that book. Let me preach to the invisible audience. No matter what you're going through in your life, God's with you. The most powerful thing about you is your tongue. So just start encouraging yourself. Maybe you don't know this. But when I woke up from the coma and was laying in the bed, Whitney said she got over close to me and I was going, Blue devil. Blue devil. Hugh, Hugh, won't you just repeat this with me? You see, my lungs were were literally burnt up. They were going to take my organs in five hours if I don't wake up. But your pastor, stupid critics, <laughs> just stupid critics. You know why they do that? Let me borrow this, Brother Timothy. You know why they do that? Because they're stupid. Brother Ron, that hurts my feelings. Well, you may be on the other side. And if a rock comes and hits you and it offends you, yeah, baby. (laughs) Let me take care of that while I'm here. Let me take care of that devil while I'm here. I've been told that I'm a defender of Brother Ed. What would you do? What would you do? Let me just ask you, what would you do? Come on, let me get square and just roll my sleeves up like Peter Cartwright. He come from my country. You're laying in a coma. And Sister Connie said that Brother Bisco called her and said, you're going to speak next year's Mount Baker camp. Now just show up, gonna speak. You talking about putting your whole ministry on the line? All the years that he's preached, the five ladies of grace, 
Revelations 10, 1. You're putting your whole words on the line. Because God spoke to you. And if you're wrong, you got to go get that devil off of you. Come on, all these guessers and all this nonsense and all these critics. When your pastor said he'll preach at next year's meeting, that was impossible by human eyes. That was impossible by human eyes. I'm not just preaching a sermon. I'm giving you my life. Sister Connie, her husband was laying at the point of death. And the doctor saying he was going to die. And foam was coming out of my mouth because my lungs were so full of pneumonia. And it was coming out of my eyes and my nose. And, and foam was coming out. But your pastor was talked to by God. And I was being seen by the best doctors that there was. And they were giving up hope. One of them said, I noticed the friends that you had come in and I knew you was a great man. And he said, I knew that I'd done all that I could do. I got down beside your bed and I prayed for you. So I know about kicking ashes. I know about a home being burned out. I know about an enemy trying to destroy and Sister Connie didn't whisper it in these ears. She's not some little dainty little blonde. She took God at His Word. She took God at His words, And she told my children, He told us, don't never think a negative thought. Don't let a negative thought go through your mind. Don't let a negative thought go through your mind. I'm preaching now. I'm encouraging myself. I'm walking into a miracle. Brother Tim, I'm walking into a miracle. I'm stepping into it. not going to give you details, but the doctor sat down with me and cried Monday. Gave me really bad news. And I'll go home Wednesday to start running tests all over again. They've been running tests for a couple weeks. But do you think I come to this meeting discouraged? Do you think I come to this meeting with a pity party? I come to this meeting. I'm preaching my way right into a miracle. So at this point, here we go. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up him before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground, and he hath no form of comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Preach with me. Surely He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem Him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But He was wounded. Yes. 
wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes, we are healed. We are healed. God's greater than cancer. God's greater than cancer. He's greater than cancer. The prophet said, "He, the devil hates me and I know he hates you too. He's my enemy. And as long as God's my friend, I don't have no fear of him. I just drive him right on back and take the word of God and move right back out of his, right out of the, his, that he thinks he's holding. He hasn't got no strongholds. He's absolutely legally defeated in every place. The devil hasn't got one legal right at it nowhere. He's just a devil and a password, that's all. He hasn't got no legal right to any man that will accept the promise of Jesus Christ. He's whipped. He's whipped in death. He don't scare me. He can't scare you. Have faith in God. Oh my, how the devil has to recognize the supreme authority of Jesus Christ. Not me. He hates me. He don't have to mind me. But he has to mind who I represent. He has to mind who sent me here. Hallelujah. Listen to him pray. Satan, you who bound these people, you're exposed tonight. There was some exposing went on this morning. I'm smart enough to know that there was some exposing went on. Your name got called. Now you'll have to do what Naaman did. You'll either have to do it God's way or your way. And you'll never overcome doing it your way. Satan, you who've bound these people, you're exposed tonight. Your grips are lost. You have no legal authority at all. Jesus Christ robbed you and stripped you at Calvary. And we come as the church of the living God. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I adjure thee to leave every person in the building. Come out of the people. Thou demons, I adjure thee. By the living God. Let me just reread a couple of scriptures and I won't be much longer. But I take no responsibility from this point. I've tried to behave. And I've tried to not act Pentecostal. <clears throat> and David was greatly distressed. <laughs> and the people spake a stone in him because of the soul of the people was grieved. Every man 
man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. David said unto Abathar the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee bring me an ephod. And Abathar brought the thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered. This is God answered. Pursue. For thou shall overtake them. Thou shalt surely overtake them. I like these next words. And without fail. Recover all. Milko, she's coming. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. The enemy came to your camp. He took your treasures. He took your family. Take it back. Stand and testify. Today is Mariah's 16th birthday. Today is Mariah's 16th birthday. And the enemy walked into her camp and gave her alcapicia and her hair came off. And listen, nobody's ever been cured. Nobody, nobody on record's ever been cured of alcapicia, whatever. And under inspiration, Brother Tim began to pray one night. And he stopped. And he said, God's going to restore your glory. And she came to the youth camp that some of you are getting ready to come to in Louisiana. She came through the prayer line where we was at. And she had three bobby pins in her hands. And she said, I'm going to use these again. Hallelujah! The devil took it away. But God's restoring the glory. It is a sign that God is restoring the glory of the bride of Jesus Christ. And what He did physically, that's what He's doing spiritually. He's restoring your glory. Let me just dance a minute. Cloverdale, you've been through some real wars. But he has restored your glory. Your sister was in Brother Tim's meeting and she was sitting there and, and cancer was all through her body. Sitting up there. 
And Alanis is sitting in that spot. Something began to hit on the inside of her. She pursued. And she ran all over that building. She ran all over that building. Sometimes you just got to pursue. Sometimes you got to go get it. You got to go get it. You got to act on faith. You got to step in the water. You got to step into the fire. And you know that he's going to be with you in the fire. Where was the energy going to come for you to preach this meeting, Brother Ron? I just know he's a supernatural God. And I feel stronger right now than what I felt before I started the meeting. Go get it. Pursue after it. Overtake it. Sister Connie has fought sarcoidosis. Thousands of tumors in her lungs. Thousands of tumors. And the doctor looked at me when they was down inside with the scope. And he said, Preacher, you better pray this ain't cancer. And I said, Well, what do you think? He said, If, it, if she's got cancer in two weeks, she's going to be gone. And I went into a room. I felt like fainting. I went into a room. And I got into a little old cubby hole. And I remembered this scripture. Encourage yourself. When there ain't nobody to hold your hand and you're sitting in a room all by yourself, encourage yourself. Hallelujah. That's what you did. You encouraged yourself. That which you preached and you motivated and you spoke to us. I wish I could preach like you right now. But you encouraged yourself and God didn't forget you. I was getting in a car in South Carolina, about 1,100 people. Getting in a car in South Carolina and I was done. I was toast. I was over. I prayed for people all evening. I was getting in a car. Connie was driving. My son was putting me in. Andrew putting me in. And they said there's a baby in a wheelchair that needs to be prayed for. And I walked into that building and about 50 preachers sitting there. And I took her by her feet. And I began to pray. You will never know what it felt like when that baby came out of that wheelchair and ran all all over that building. I was preaching one night and and... And I was preaching on meeting the devil face to face. One of my brothers was sitting about like where you are right now, Brother Allen. He was sitting there. He actually looks a lot like you. And he, was, he was sitting there. And as I was ending, he died. He was gone. He just sat quietly. He later said, he said, I saw the light coming. And I couldn't do anything. I just sat there and looked at that light. And he said, I. Paramedics was there. People began to look at him. The audience was quiet. I stepped to his side. 
I laid my hand on his neck and there was no pulse there. His eyes was rolled back in his head. And he was just white ashen like your paper. And I began to pray. And I began to call his name. Because this message works. I don't know what people do without this. And I began to pray. And I said, Doug, come back to me. Doug, come back to me. Doug, come back to me. And he all of a sudden sat up and looked at me. He said, hello, Brother Ron. I said, you go to the hospital. They're waiting on you. They got a gurney ready for you. I don't feel bad. I feel good. I said, let them tell you there's nothing wrong with you. He spent three days in the hospital and they checked him from head to toe and all they could say is, they ain't got nothing wrong with you. Sometimes you got to go after it and take it back. You got to go after what the devil has stole from you. You got to go after it, Sister Linda. You got to go after it, Brother Lou. You got to go after it. You got to go after it. Take it back. Overtake it. Brother Ron, are you going to have a prayer line? I'm having it right now. Whether you know it or not, I'm conducting it right now. I want you to reach out right now and say, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I'm going to grab a hold of it. It's mine. It's mine. Make a list. Make a list. It's mine. Satan, you tried to steal it away from me. It's mine. Jackie called your name this morning. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours, Sister Ruth. It's yours. It's yours. The same God's in this building as it was when you was a 14-year-old girl. It's yours. It's yours. Won't you claim it? Now I'm exercising. It's yours. It's yours. Had some dark days, haven't you? It's mine. Want to take a walk? The healer's in the house. Do you know, do you know that I sent you that? And I sent you that 
because of the angel of the Lord met me in the room. And I laid my hand on that napkin. And he said, send that to Ella. <laughs> Which hand is the best hand? This, uh, this one. We're going to the pulpit. Sounds good to me. We're going to sit on the pulpit. <laughs> We're walking into the vision. Brother Ron, don't you see the circumstances? Don't you see the promise? Don't you see the promise? What did you come to the building expecting tonight? mom. Hallelujah. 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 Baby, don't know what you said down there. You see, Bartimaeus, if you'd have met him before, he was blind. But once Jesus came, he wasn't blind no more. You see, legion in the tombs, he was full of the devil. But once Jesus came, he wasn't called legion no more. He was clothed and in his right mind. I'm not paralyzed no more. Jesus Christ, turn loose of my health, turn loose of my strength. Hallelujah! You need a revival in your heart right now. Grab a hold of it. It's here for you. Whatever your need, the answer is in the building.
Now it's time to call the prodigal home. The greatest miracle is when a son and daughter comes back home. Those that's got spiritual amnesia, let's pray for a wake-up that they can see the water tower and find the path, a familiar path, and start climbing up over the hill. Start climbing up over the hill and just keep walking and keep walking and keep walking and keep walking and let the confusion leave their minds and just keep walking in the name of Jesus Christ. It's time for your children to come home. Satan, you can't hold them no longer. I speak to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Not just Cloverdale, but all around this universal bride. May we stand with a God with healing in His wings. With power of rapture and power of resurrection. And power of overcoming Laodicea. May we stand to a true and living God. Hallelujah! May we take authority in the name of Jesus Christ in this very moment, standing in this brand new year. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. Take your hands off of God's property. No matter the circumstance or the situation or the family matters, no matter the dark situations and the difficulty to explain. In the name of Jesus Christ, demons of hell, house of hell, give way. In the name of Jesus Christ, I take what's rightfully mine. I 
take it. What's right with mine? I take my claim. I believe it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Young men, young ladies, moms and dads, all of the young people all the way to 120, so that should get us all. On this first weekend, the last service of this weekend, I want you to walk right up to your mountain and write a check. Deposited in the bank of heaven. Now I want you to speak something with your lips. Your lips, not mine. Your lips, your tongue. You speak it. My health is coming back. My children are coming home. I will not be defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to speak to those dark shadows and those impossibilities. I want you as amateur gods on the earth, I want you to speak to it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Hallelujah. This is the house of praise. We just got a few more moments of things. We'll go these doors and this will just be a memory. Why don't we just give him all our hearts? Worship him and thank him. Did you take it back? I took it back. Did you kick the ashes? I kicked the ashes. Have I encouraged myself? I have encouraged myself. Hallelujah. Have you received something from God? Are you going to go home different than what you came in? As the word has the effect on your life. He's not forgotten you. He's not forgotten you, church. He has not forgotten you. 
The Lord knew what we wanted and knew what we needed. And God send down the Holy Ghost this weekend. And if you can receive it, God has done a miracle in your life. If you can receive it, you have received a miracle in your life. Brother Andrew, I'd like you to help me sing a song. I know you can, Derek. I know you're more than able to. But as Brother Ron was ministering, he's talking about the praise. You need you need to water this now with praise. You've asked God for something. Now we need to water it with praise. Psalm 34. Psalm 34 says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, continually. And you wonder why preachers preach about the praise. It shall continually be in your mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. I want to boast in the Lord tonight. That he's done great things within the church here at Cloverdale Bible Way. I'm not ashamed to identify myself. God's come down in this little church. I will boast myself in the Lord. He's done great things within our lives. Brother Bram said, God will send. The pastor will have a man come behind the pulpit because he knows exactly what the church needs. And God knew exactly what we need. And we should boast in the Lord tonight. We should say, praise his holy name. Take it back. Take your lost children back. Don't stand like a post. Express it up from your heart. Say, I claim them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. This poor man cried. Can you say this poor man cried? This poor woman cried this weekend. I sought the Lord and the Lord answered me. Let's just sing that to the Lord. Somehow I need to share this, and I had no idea it was going to be called. But Friday, Thursday, I was driving my car, and I turned on a message. Brother on exactly what you preached Friday night on David and Goliath was what Brother Brandon was speaking. I kneeled down at my bed Thursday night before the meeting started. Exactly what I prayed, Brother Ron preached on unknowing I left my neighborhood to come to the service Friday and I came the closest I've ever been to being killed as a man had stolen a truck and driven down the road past my car at about uh, close to 100 miles an hour missed my inches I don't know how he missed me and uh, I came heard the word and it was just for me and this weekend I just, I just know that 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 instance in, the, in that split second on Friday was Satan trying to stop me from coming here and hearing this weekend. But I'm just here to praise the Lord. Yeah. 
the Lord and he answered me and delivered me
Is he wonderful? Is he tremendous? Is he an awesome God? Let's sing. He's tremendous. He's tremendous. Let's just just praise him now. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord, and He hears me. Yes, He helps me. He is faithful and true. He won't forget His own. What a weekend, saints.
This is what church is all about, saints of God. Glorifying the King of glory. Mighty in battle. Hallelujah. This is the atmosphere for our children. Hallelujah. Amen. Blow every doubt out of here, any unbelief out of here. And we can praise our God. We can lift up holy hands. Amen. We're not a formal church, saints. We're the church of the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe anything can happen in this atmosphere right now. It's been happening from Friday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Glory. I got a song on my mind. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Yes. Brother Spence preached that same message. Yes. In Louisiana, I listened to it. Yes. And I wrote everything down. Mm-hmm. And I tucked it in my Bible. I said, Satan, you take back all those diseases you put on me. I'm not having one of them. High blood pressure. Yep. I was at the doctor a week and a half ago. I told him I was getting dizzy, lightheaded when I stand up. Mm-hmm. He took my blood pressure and he said, I know why. It's too low. Mm. And I've been on drugs for over 20 years for high blood pressure. I said, it's way too low when you stand up. Mm -hmm. That's why you get faint. Mm -hmm. I wrote down diabetes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said to me, "Uh, do you know what your A1C was? I said, I haven't got a clue. He said, "It's, it's seven. From 16 to up to 13, 16, 18, it's been for the last year, and he's been threatening me. If you don't get that down, I'm going to put you on insulin. Your eyes are already damaged. One eye is already damaged. I have ret- I had retina, uh, what did he call it? Trouble- my retina tore. Mm-hmm. My vision is awful. It's everything's crooked. Because mm-hmm. of the scar tissue that built up behind it, they can do nothing about it. And if you don't take care of that, your other eye will go. That's part of parcel of diabetes. Uh, so I went and checked my and uh, my eyes a week and a half ago. And the doc- Dr. Anderson told me, you're getting macular degeneration. There's a big yellow spot behind your eye. And that's going to cause blindness. I had a checkup a week and a half ago. She said, I can't find it. It's not there. No. <laughs> just wrote yeah. I just wrote everything down yes. and tucked it in my Bible. I said, God, you take care of this. Mm-hmm. And I tucked it in. I never thought about it. When he started preaching the same message tonight, mm-hmm. I searched through my Bible and I found it. And I showed my daughter-in-law that sat beside me, Rosie. I said, I wrote that down two months ago and I forgot about it. Now he's preaching that same message. And I looked and I said, man, but the, the diabetic nerve pain in my feet is no longer there. My my left foot was blue. Mm. That's the small capillaries uh, get blocked up, and uh, that's when uh, the circulation in your feet stops and you get gangrene. Mm. 
Now my son has a picture of the before. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of the after. It's not blue anymore. No, sir. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have arthritis. I can't walk. Mm. I used to walk a lot. I can't walk anymore. Mm. Now I've been going down on my treadmill and walking. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness, Lord. I, I talked this in my Bible and thought Talking, about it. Yes. But it's all gone now. Praise the Lord. No, I, I claim the blood Look. shed for me. By his stripes I'm healed. Jesus paid for it all and healing is mine. Thank, Thank the Lord. You know, I left this out here. What did you leave? Whatever. Uh, I've been suffering from uh, colitis. That's mm. what the doctors call uh, colitis. Well, colitis is colitis. Couldn't do anything about it. I've been countless times in, uh, going to the hospital because it got so bad I had no strength to walk. Joe picked me up off the floor and took me to the hospital and checked me out. Uh, the blood has showed I'm suffering from malnutrition because I'm not getting enough nutrients in my blood because, well, I have to say it, I had the runs all the time. Mm. <laughs> so it is, eh? I say it the way it is. If you don't like it, don't like it. It got so bad, I no longer wanted to live. It was horrible. And I, I finally, I got a... Uh, I was sitting in church there not long ago. My blood sugar was so high, the doctor put me on a new drug called Jardians. Don't ever take it. Any of you that have diabetes, don't take it. It's made of the devil. <laughs> and I told the doctor so, too. Yes, it sure. gave me such horrible blood, uh, bladder infection. I sat there in the, in the church on Wednesday night, and I could feel that infection crawling up my kidneys. I was in such pain. It took all I had not to groan out loud. I said, when soon as Brother Andes is finished preaching, I'm going to go up there and cast that demon out. I can't live like this. This is horrible. I came up here, and Brother John and Brother Murphy prayed for me, and I asked them to pray for the demon of colitis I've been suffering with for 15 years. Mm. As they prayed for me, I felt a deep comforting peace just flood my being. I knew help was on the way. Like you said, when, how, where, I don't know. That stuck, when you said that one time, mm-hmm. uh, it stuck with me like an anchor, a, a, a dart in there, and it never left me. He'll do it, but he'll do it. That was, God is going to do it. He's, he didn't say when, where, or how, or how long, it, but he's he going will. to do it. I, when that peace I don't know how to explain it. It just flooded my being. I knew help was on the way. And uh, I've been waiting for a doctor's appointment, a specialist for the bowel, for six months. And uh, a week later, uh, Brother Andy's asked me out in the hallway, how are you, Sister And I said, all is well. I help is, I'm going to get healed, and I'm going to see the specialist in a couple of days. If I don't get healed... I'm a hypocrite. Mm. That's not what I wanted to say. I wanted to say I'm an unbeliever. But that's what came out. Mm-hmm. Two days later, I went to the doctor, to the specialist. And she had all my records there on a the computer. How many times I've gone to the hospital and whatever. You know, your life is exposed. Mm. She knew everything. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell her nothing different. She knew. And she said, your tests have all the tests have done on you for... Um, 
gluten intolerance, they're all negative. You don't have gluten intolerance, but I am 100% sure you have, um, you're allergic to wheat. Not wheat per se, but the genetically modified wheat we eat now yeah. is what's causing your problem. Mm. I'm 100% sure. So I'll take you off wheat and give you, I'll do nothing else but take you off wheat. Don't eat any wheat, just um, uh, switch to spelt. Well, I did. And in one day, this was cut off. Mm. I didn't realize it at that time that that was a miracle. She said to me, in six weeks' time to three months, you should notice a difference. And you come back in three months, and if, if wheat is not the culprit, then it will check dairy. But this was stopped in one day. And as I've been going for my stuff for spelt and stuff like that, I run into a lot of people. And they all tell me it took them literally months for the system to clear everything out. Then I began to realize this is a miracle. Yeah. To me, it was wiped off in one day. That is unusual, eh? Just one day, it Just wasn't there anymore. What an awesome God we serve. Yes. DNA. I need to share this with you. There are some people here that have the same problem. Maybe I had to go through all this for one person. Yeah. If so be it, Lord... Yeah. Well, so be it, eh? Brother Biscuit once said to me, I have a struggle coming up here for prayer. You know, we all have that imp sitting on our shoulder. Mm-hmm. He fights me. He mm-hmm. fights me. He said, you're a pest. You're always up there. You do. Ah. And, I, and I struggle. Brother Biscuit said to me one time, I, I said to him, I'm so ashamed of coming up here for prayer all the time. Uh, it's embarrassing. He said, no, Sister Eileen. I said, I get, I get over one thing and the devil is right there with something else. I'm, I'm literally ashamed of myself. She said, well, Sister Eileen, I'll never forget that. The devil knows that you're grounded and solid. He can't get you that way. So he attacks your body. Mm. And that's what he's been doing. But he's defeated. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize it, Brother Tom, until he said I, he was going to take preach this, say it and take it back. I looked in my Bible and I looked at all those things. Good Lord, all has happened and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you know, we have we serve an amazing God. Thank you for who you are. Like one doctor told you years ago, why do you come to us, Eileen? You're a tremendous testimony. Do you know? Know what it is?
have been good young people a part of your worship as we said at the beginning of the service part of your worship is giving and if you feel to give the man of God an offering tonight don't remember don't forget the baptized box God bless you brother Mark why don't you come and close us in a word of prayer